Here's what's interesting, and here's what I love. I know, based on she's got like itemized mm-hmm. detail in itemized there, itemized and timestamped, that she watched the film and probably twice, probably twice, and she heard the gospel. My job here is done. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. Well, grab your cup of coffee. That's what we're doing today. I've got my cup of coffee. Mark, you have yours. I already had mine. Okay. I'm good. All right. I'm Amber Archer, part of the husband and wife team. The husband and wife team. Husband sitting here with me, Mark Archer. Mm hmm. So, trying desperately to deal with reality today. Uh huh. (laughs) If you're just joining us, we are a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to share the truth and to share things that are actually happening to all of us regular people on the ground. Mm hmm. Um, and why they matter to us. And why they matter to us. Mm-hmm. So right now we are have just started a new documentary film called The Mind Polluters. And it deals with the public school system and comprehensive sex ed, the sexualization of our children, pornography, all in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Because we have these things called obscenity exemptions that yeah. allow this. So anyway, grab a cup of coffee. And how in the world did we end up at this place? That's right. And just goes... It goes back. We thought it just went back years. Then we found out it went back decades. And then we found out it goes back centuries to the people who originally thought up this whole idea of government educating our children. Right. This is actually a fairly new idea. Right. And so we were telling you on Tuesday, we were j- just got back from Florida mm-hmm. for an interview with Alex Newman. And he is with publicschoolexit.com. Mm-hmm. And... As well as the Epoch Times, right. as well as the New American. He's a writer, and <laughs> yes. And we were talking about, um, he co-authored a book, Crimes of the Educators, which mm-hmm. we left a link to last week, and I'll leave a link again this week, because I think it's so important for people to read it and understand. But another interesting thing is that we found starting this documentary is right now, statistically, 55% of American adults are functionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. And this book lays out why and how... We've gotten to this place that we are, and I'm gonna. I'm excited to have Alex on the show soon, and we'll let him speak and tell you guys all about how this all came about because he is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, and it's really the most amazing thing about learning this information and going through Alex's book and how it ties into. We have so many more interviews yet to get, but we we haven't even shared. We haven't. We're still trying to catch up from all the travels, but we're good. We have uh, Alex Newman, parts of his mm-hmm. interview that we're going to share with you. We, th- we still have Judith Reisman. Judith Reisman, we haven't even introduced you to yet. Yeah. She is the grand matriarch of all of this. I mean, yeah. she's been studying this, researching this. The sexualization this, of our children. Yeah, for, for over four decades. Yeah. And she is so entrenched in this battle i think well what what was the most what are some of the the most amazing takeaways that you had from not only reading crimes of the educators but our interview with alex newman well there's there's so much to encapsulate but i think um reading crimes of the educators you're watching all of this play out in real time mm-hmm. like before this was just theory um c- c- conspiracy theory if mm-hmm. you will 
but now we're actually watching it. Now we're, it's conspiracy fact. Now it's conspiracy fact. I mean, you you see it in the headlines of the news every day. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of these quotes I, I highlighted here. As a result, growing functional illiteracy in America has produced a lethal time bomb, a race war. Mm-hmm. We see it. We see it all the time. Think about the problems. This, I mean, just in our general observations, the problems that we see, and some of them maybe you don't even realize that are problems, but they're indicators of this growing illiteracy. So behavioral issues, not only with kids in school, but with adults. Thinking, Just think about that, that 55%, over half of the people that you will interact with likely in a day are functionally illiterate. That means these are people that many of them are holding high-level jobs, right? <laughs> but they're functionally illiterate. They can't actually read. And, and, the, and the reason for it has everything to was do all by design. with the public education system. It was all by design. And there's a whole other podcast that we will do with Alex explaining this, the difference between the whole word method and learning to read by phonics and the damage that it does. But essentially, if you if you were not taught to read by phonics, then all you were taught is how to recognize certain words. You don't actually know how to read words that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's it's like this memorization of just you you see words almost like hieroglyphics. Yeah. And if you don't have that particular hieroglyphic committed to memory, well, then you don't know what it says. And we were talking about when when we were down in Florida. And we were driving along and we pointed out the crosswalk signs. Remember when we grew up, the crosswalk signs used to say, and I know, now bear with me because I know that this sounds <laughs> not yep. so, but think about this. If 55% of the population is illiterate, does that not start to explain why the crosswalk signs used to say, walk, don't walk? Mm-hmm. They used to have the words on them. Have you seen a crosswalk sign that actually has words on it? It was, it, it, I think it was, it was so interesting because we were on our way to go over and um, pick up some files from Alex while we were down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things we were driving and it kind of struck me after we had our conversation just the night before. And I went, oh, is that why? I was like, look at this. I, rem- I remember as a kid having mm-hmm. crosswalks that said walk. Don't walk. Right. But now that you've got so many kids, I mean, this is dangerous. I mean, this is this it's it's nothing to laugh about, but I mean, because there's a part of you that goes, Are you kind of crazy? Is this just me? No, it's really not, because in and if you if you travel at all, or even go into you just go into a retail setting, go into the mall, look at the signs, you know, in the restrooms and the signs uh, around there are fewer and fewer words and more and more pictures, mm-hmm. symbols. Yep. How do we communicate now when we text each other? Emojis, Emojis and gifts, right? Somebody's already put the words with a little, you know, with a little smiley face, right? We don't even have to type it anymore. Okay, I'm totally to... guilty of emojis. I, am, I love emojis. I am too. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a character flaw, but, but 
a culture that is more and more illiterate becomes more and more addicted to the fast way out, right? Mm -hmm. The little picture, it's a pictograph instead of words. I don't know, but here's here's another quote from um, Crimes of the Educators. And I'm so so glad I came back and found this after we just were talking about the race war. Mm -hmm. It is quite conceivable that when functional illiterates in the form of gangs turn against society and burn down the community as they did and saw... In South Los Angeles in 1992, they are directing their hatred at the very system that destroyed their minds. The government school represents the establishment as a whole, and these youths know that the school did a job on them, for they remember the intelligence they had before they went to school and the humiliating and frustrating experience of failure after they were in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now and now you have kids who are being exposed to pornography mm-hmm. and all of these all of these wickedly deceptive forms of life and morality and it, I, I just can't even explain it. Well, like, and what it's we're so it's so yeah. wicked. And what we're watching happen, what we've watched happen over the past year, especially Black oh. Lives Matter, Antifa. You want to talk about the manifestation? <laughs> now we're shut down. The manifestation of the "I'm 16, I'm angry at my father" syndrome. Mm-hmm. It is the ultimate manifestation of what you just read. Yeah, because these are the, the fact that, and I don't know, I don't know how much I believe the percentages on these things, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can, as we always talk about with polls, you can if you sample enough pond water, you can convince everybody that they all live in a swamp. Yeah. The statistics showing the growing acceptance of socialism over capitalism. I think it's false. I think it's false, mm-hmm. but it goes it, it is there is a growing acceptance of it because these these BLM and Antifa protesters they're convinced that capitalism is terrible and they want to burn it all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, I hate to break it to you, but they hate you too. Yeah. They hate everything. Yeah. They, they're anarchists. They want to burn the whole world down mm-hmm. and start over with them in charge. This is not about Republicans and Democrats. This is about anarchists versus law and order. Okay. So I have um, another quote here from Crimes of the Educators. Okay. So socialists, since we're talking about socialists, mm-hmm. and, you know. Anarchists. The socialists believe that the state owns all children and that the parents are mere caretakers. Meanwhile, the Achilles heel of the Democrats is the dysfunctional public schools. Because take a look at the numbers and the data from the public schools. Mm-hmm. They are failing and they keep saying, oh, we need more money. We just need more money. More money's going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to fix it. Well, that's an arena of battle which conservatives must take the most of if we are to win this life and death struggle between freedom and tyranny. Mm -hmm. And as we've said uh, on past podcasts, and you will hear repeated as we interview Alex and then when you watch the mind polluters, more money to fix something that's broken is not the solution because the public school system is not broken at all. It's doing exactly what it was designed to it's do. It's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Oh, so I'm like, I'm giddy excited to share yeah, with everybody. <laughs> which is to dumb down a population. 
I know it sounds conspiratorial, mm -hmm. but it is the truth. Mm -hmm. It's and, all documented. It is all documented. I I hope that you trust us enough to know that we would not be telling you this if it hadn't been thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> documented. So speaking of that, thorough documentation of Mo things. Moving on. With moving the day. on. Current events? To, well, lighter, lighter things okay. here. I guess, lighter things. I was going back and reading some of the reviews of Inwood Drive. Oh, on, we've on, got new ones? Well, we have some new ones. Oh, okay. Well, you want to start with the good ones or the or the haters? <laughs> I always love the haters. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's start with the haters. Because <laughs> there's some good ones on here. Um, this one was from the IMDB, the Internet Movie Database. Okay. So I, I guess I would... I would preface it by saying, if you've watched Inwood Drive and you liked it, then go on the IMDb and go on Amazon and give us a nice review. We do. <laughs> we would appreciate it. Or you know, what? I don't even care if it's a nice review. I don't care if you don't like the film. Or if you don't us. like it, then give a give me a give me an honest shake, right? But it, <laughs> it's the 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 problem usually is that people that like that like it, they go they don't say anything. They just yeah. they like it and they move yeah. on. It's the haters that take extra special care to come after you and tell you why they hate it. Okay. Oh, good. These ought to be good. Let's this is on the Internet Movie Database. Uh -huh. uh, user reviews. Three stars out of ten by... Uh, three out of ten? Usually you only get, you know, one out of five. So Michelle you know. Renee 246. Okay. Got Bi it. Headline. Biased. Anti-abortion perspective only. Okay. Wait. Stop. <laughs> Before you go any further, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll just, how, how long is her review? Because do I have time to dissect it? It's one paragraph. Oh, okay. So biased and what was it? Anti-abortion perspective only. Well, I'm not sure how she could come to that conclusion when you've got the abortionist himself in the film. Who speaks probably more than most other characters. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. Speaks for himself. Okay. 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 Here we go. From Michelle Renee 246. Okay. 90% covered the story as abortion being wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what 10% she thinks is right. Saw what? where she thought we were showing it as right. Uh, lots of courtroom blah blah about laws. Aw, somebody doesn't like the truth. <laughs> well, that's a shame. We like the truth here. Expected the story of one doctor and specifically his story and what he did wrong. Oh, yeah. So she must be talking about Klopfer. That, that would be Klopfer. Okay. First 40 minutes was about no oversight for the abortion doctor. Law passed to force this doctor to have another physician available in case of emergencies. No mention a crime until 73 minutes in. No mention of fetuses or the improper handling of the bodies until the end. Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, you know, some people just don't know that the film was actually done and the abortionist who is now dead is actually in the film. So I guess I'll give her a pass on on that. But well, let's see. Uh, but, but here's but here's my thing. Go ahead. Here's what's interesting. And here's what I love. I know. Based on she's got like itemized detail mm -hmm. in itemized there, itemized and time stamped, that she watched the film it's and probably twice, probably twice, and she heard the gospel. 
That's right. My job here is done. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michelle Renee 246, let me just point out, uh, you said it, you described actually yourself in the first line, biased, anti-abortion perspective only. Okay. It tells us where you stand on abortion. I mean, you're obviously pro-choice. You're obviously pro-choice. That's fine. You're pro-choice. You watched the film with an expectation. Here's what, this is what, what, uh, this is my, my main takeaway Uh from this. That's why I don't even read them. Like, I don't even care about Mich- reviews. Michelle Renee 246, <laughs> meet me on the field of facts. Facts and truth. Not opinion. Yeah. I don't care if you like the film or not, Michelle. Yeah. Um, the film is what it is. If you don't like my style, if you don't like the way that we presented the story, okay. That's fine. I, You're entitled to your you know, opinion. If I wanted to make everybody happy, I'd sell ice cream. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> or there, pornography. Right, I mean, there, that are, sells. there are different oh. styles, and I understand if you don't like the style of it, that's cool. Uh-huh. You know, move on. That's fine. Um, but you don't. You haven't disputed anything about what's said in the film. You're not. You haven't pointed out accused me of having anything in there that's wrong right just that you don't like it right that's fine moving on because everything in the film is correct yeah so let's see let's move over to amazon oh amazon amazon do you want the there's amazon mostly good but then there's this one I always like, give me the negative one. These are always fun. This I like from these. from Laureen. But I don't read them, you guys. Laureen <laughs> Dermatoyan, Okay. I think. Okay. One star out of five. Okay. Headline, it's like watching paint dry. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? This is just recent. This is from January 4th. Oh, okay. Uh, this is just pro-life propaganda. It's also slow and pro-choice individuals are depicted as evil. Who made this documentary? <laughs> you want to you hit that one? Go ahead. <laughs> no. All I want to say again is they watched the film. I don't think that she uh, you know, did. I, I'm not really sure if she did based on... I said, mean, well, no, this says verified purchase. So, so maybe... I don't know. She she did. I I don't know what that means in Amazon terms. I, mean, I don't this either. is this is a review of the of the film. It is a Prime title, so mm-hmm. that could mean that she's a Prime subscriber and she hit play. I don't know if she actually watched it all the way. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the headline: It's like watching paint dry. Um. Subjective. Okay. I'm sorry. That it's, it's not for everybody. I'm sorry. It's not Avengers. It's yeah. just not. <laughs> well, besides that, besides that, you know, the, the job of the story is to show other communities right. how this was done. So the fact that all of the facts are laid out and you don't want to take the time to watch all of the facts play out, not mm-hmm. my problem. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. So it's not for you, Lori. No big but, deal. But since you took the time to tell us what you thought, then let's just address this. Uh, this is just pro-life propaganda. Um, interesting, interesting choice of words there. <laughs> pro-life propaganda. Um, yeah, propaganda is what Michael Moore does. 
this is I don't know how you classify this as propaganda. Well, there's nothing when, slanted about it. It's all true. When we let Klopfer speak for himself, he's the, he's in the opening scene. He's <laughs> through it all the way all the way through. Well, it's all these pro-life people. It's just Mark. pro-life propaganda. Um that's okay. My job here is done. You, you know what? If you watch the film, I know that you heard the gospel. And I know you saw the truth. It's also slow. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's not okay. It's not what you like. Fine. Uh, and pro-choice individuals, they're pro-something and we're always anti-something. You <laughs> notice that? They're pro-choice and we're anti-abortion. And move on. I'm done uh, with her. Pro-choice individuals are depicted as evil. Well... They do a pretty good job of doing that themselves. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking about uh, the woman from Planned Parenthood, uh, I will go to the mat with you on this because I let her speak straight through. Yeah. She yeah. said what she said, and that played out the way it played out. You know what? They find anything to nit- nitpick about. They're just mad that it's even on there. I know. It's. I it, mean, it's great but Listen, hey. This does not hurt my feelings. The, the The funny thing at the end is who made this documentary. <laughs> did you? Did, uh, sorry, you missed that. Sorry, you missed, it's on the credits. It's on the beginning. It's at the end. It's in the description of the film on Amazon. Maybe it was supposed to be like, who are you, nobody's. Or maybe it's, you know, what pro-life organization funded this film? I don't know. Right. I don't care. <laughs> um, anyway, that's we move on. So the, see, aren't are, you glad you have your cup of coffee? Those are the two. Oh my gosh, really bad. The, the other ones are, are very nice. I, yeah, I, I really appreciate. Um, you know, everyone else who had who gave us, everybody else gave us five stars. There you Got go. Five stars. Five stars. One star. Five stars. Five stars. And then I've got... Well, what's what's really interesting is, you know, a lot of people don't take the time to go and leave reviews. Mm-hmm. I think the, the one on the IMDb, you have to really go and search that out in order to put a review on Yeah, that's there. somebody who's really committed. <laughs> that really is. And that, that she gave us three out of ten. That's... I, hey, at least it wasn't one. I, I guess mean, thanks. I mean, I got one out of five on That's what I mean. Amazon. She watched it. She, she did. She watched it at she least She watched twice. it. She heard the gospel. Yeah. My job here is done. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Lord. That's all then, I can say. And then on, uh, got one review of the book on oh, yeah. Amazon from Sheila D. Uh, five stars. This true story about grisly abortionist George Klopfer reads more like a thriller horror story. And it's very nice. It's, you know, a whole yeah. very long paragraph. So thank you, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Very nice review. And um, yeah. So, you know, making movies is, uh, it's a public thing, right? <laughs> so you have to be it, able to right. take it's it on the of, chin. Sort of like your public social media. Right. <laughs> which, right. which in case you guys don't know, we love social media. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can always email us at markandamber at fearlessfeatures.org. Mm-hmm. And if you're not signed up for our monthly newsletter, you can sign up at fearlessfeatures.org or you can text the word, one word, we are fearless to 22828. And you can sign up that way to receive our monthly newsletter. Right. And if you are interested in hosting uh, a screening of Inwood Drive. Uh, and you want to leave a, us a bad review while we're there? And you want to leave it? Maybe you want to leave us a bad review and then host a screening <laughs> so that we can get even more bad reviews. Or you could, you know, have a 
anyway, you could uh, contact us and we can uh, help you with that and um, perhaps even come to your event. We would love to do that. It's a great motivator for pro-life organizations and to get people excited about what can be done at a grassroots level. Mm -hmm. And also, if you've been listening to us talk about the mind polluters and you are keen on perhaps hosting a screening of the mind polluters mm -hmm. when it is done, we would like to talk to you now. Right. Because the mind polluters, we are nearly certain, is going to be shut out of just about every <laughs> distribution <laughs> More channel haters. that there is. And, uh, you know, well, because it doesn't you guys, take a genius uh, to figure that out. Well, and, here, and here's here's the really here. Here's the honest truth. I mean, you're talking about a behemoth, the largest union in the world, the teachers the, union. The NEA, National um, Education Association. They they have take great pride in going after people and shutting people down right. who speak out <laughs> against the public schools. So. That's right. <laughs> and they would love to shut down the one star filmmakers. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord has a sense of humor, I tell you. He really does. No, it's funny because in my in my early twenties, when I first started making movies, I would that kind of stuff would have just driven me crazy. Oh no! You know, getting bad reviews because I, and that's the difference between being in it for you know popularity and perceived wealth and fame and being in it because the Lord <laughs> told you to go back to Nineveh, which is right. why we're here. Right. <laughs> uh, well, and more and more you see it's who's who's going to do it? Who's going to tell these stories? All right. Who's who's going to do it now, yeah. especially in cancel culture? Hey, listen, we know we're well aware of losing jobs and income and mm -hmm. security. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Hey, I had a conversation just the other night with somebody else that's going to be in the film. And one of the questions that he asked, because he has he has done documentaries mm -hmm. uh, for his organization. And he said, what are you what do you think your plans are for distribution? <laughs> and I just laughed and I told him some of what we had gone through with Inwood. Yeah. But I said, well. You know it's not going to end up on Netflix. Right. <laughs> because Netflix, as far as I know, still has cuties. Right. Still is pushing child porn. Right. I don't think they're going to be interested in what The Mind Polluters is about because... It's, I don't even want it on Netflix. I can't even I don't stand either. Netflix. Listen, we had an opportunity to present Inwood Drive to Netflix and we said no. Yeah. We rejected them. Yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah. So. So. There you go. Well, you guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to us today. Again, this is this is our conversation. We catch you guys up through the podcast now because we don't have social media. <laughs> <laughs> so. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. And um, just come back again on Tuesday. Mark, do you know what we have in store on Tuesday? Very exciting. Going to be huge. Oh, my word. Huge, big things coming. You don't... Amazing. Are we going to have somebody on the podcast? We're going to... It's going to be huge. Oh, Trust me. Okay. Believe me. Like nothing you ever seen We'll bring before. you some facts and data next week. Yes. Yes.